If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. The talent for so many players today, the talent in the spotlight, it's taking them to heights that their character's not strong enough to support. I'm one of those set goals, chief goals. I talked about faith, passion, obviously the drive with the guys that I've been around and the guys that surround me every single day. If I want to be one of the best, I've got to play with and against the best. Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to the Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. Hey coaches, before we get going today, I want to extend an invitation to you. Do you struggle with building a championship culture, getting your players to communicate on the court, maximizing your practice time, and bringing out the best in all your players? We all struggle in at least a few of these areas, and that's why over 1,500 coaches a year from all levels of play attend one of our summer or fall PGC courses to learn these things. And coaches consistently tell us spending a week at PGC is one of the most useful and beneficial investments they've ever made in their coaching career. In fact, coaches consistently tell us their team culture changes, their players improve faster, and they enjoy coaching more, and they win more. At your PGC course, you'll attend all the classes classroom, video, and court sessions, just like the players. You'll also benefit from daily interactions with a course director and in-session huddles with other like-minded coaches. If you're ready to take your coaching and your team to new heights next season, go to pgcbasketball.com, find a summer or fall course near you, and sign up. That's pgcbasketball.com. Hey coaches, TJ Rosine here with the Hardwood Hustle, and we're going to wrap it up with part four today. Really looking forward to this, and it's been an awesome time for me to reflect and what makes me the best version of myself as a coach, and hopefully giving you some helpful thoughts and ideas on how to become the best version of yourself as a coach as well. Um, but hey, if you haven't, go check out our friends over at Shot Tracker. I'm telling you, every time I check in with them, there's something new, something amazing going on, and they're changing the game. Um, you're going to see it everywhere. Analytics has and continues to become a huge part of the game, and no one's doing it better or more efficient than our friends over at Shot Tracker. Worth a step over to the site at shottracker.com. Make sure you know what you're measuring and why you're measuring it so that you can have the biggest impact on your team. Um, coaches. Let's dive into part four of becoming the best version of yourself, the most productive coach that you can possibly be. Give you a quick recap on episode one, two, and three, and then we'll dive right into number four. So in episode one, um, we talked about really just two little one percenters that can make you better. And one is just paying attention to the stories that you tell. Make sure that you are not getting wrapped up. You know, coach, so many times we're going to say, well, I don't have the right players or my administration this but we can't spend time in those stories if we're living in those stories we're not going to be progressing forward so even though there may be truth to them we got to make sure that we're telling the right stories divorce the ones that are no good um second part of it is we got to make sure that we just you know get up and make our bed every day we complete one thing and specifically i liken that to you going to the office and a mountain full of work and you know just just knock out one thing because knocking out one thing will lead to knocking out two things and you can't get paralysis by analysis and just stay in that place right there. And then part three was really about just taking care of yourself and making sure you're touching in with your dreams and you're filling your cup up. And, you know, the first one was make sure you keep your cup full, whether that's a one ounce or an eight ounce or a 16 ounce drip. You know, you're going to find different ways to fill up your cup because you're going to be able to give the best version of yourself to others if you keep your cup full. But I don't know, somewhere along the line, it became cool for coaches just to run their cup down and say, I work harder than everybody else. But 
who really is the beneficiary of that and, and uh, is it really the best way to attack each and every day. And the other part of that was taking really uh, big recharge days and making sure that you're revisiting your dreams and planning the big picture stuff to make sure you're on track, on target, to head in the direction that you want to head. So, you know, refer to them possibly as dream days, just getting away and dreaming and thinking, you know, big picture. Um, but those are part one, two, and three right now. And then the, the fourth one we're going to talk about um, really is, um, it, I think, probably the most important thing. And a lot of times one, two, and three will take care of themselves if we can get this number four, part four right here. Um, and it's finding a way to spend time um, in our in our purpose. You know, I, I've been really, you know, moved by this many a times when I've heard different people uh, talk to me about living in my purpose. And there's a difference between, you know, a job and a purpose. And when we find a purpose, we all know we attack it completely different um, than we do a, a job. And luckily for me, you know, I'm able to, I've been able to find both those, but it hasn't been easy. There's a lot of times when I felt like, you know, 90% of I did was a job or there's times when I felt like it was 50% a job or, you know, and I know we can't always live in, you know, that 100% we're on purpose doing what we love. That's a really hard thing to find. I think probably are some people out there and I think some of it is approach, making sure that we just, whatever it is that we're doing, we have the right approach to it. And so we'll like it or enjoy it more, but there's definitely something inside of myself, inside of yourself that longs for purpose. We've all done things that we don't want to do, but as the longer you do those, the more it chips away at you that, hey, I, I want to be, I want a purpose behind what I'm doing. We all know teams that have a purpose. They love each other, care for each other. Um, the purpose maybe is the is the guy or the girl next to them. That's who they're playing for. They're selfless. Uh, you see it happen all the time in sports. The the more motivated team, the one that has a purpose, accomplishes something more. But we all need, and it's just without fail, like anything else, like, you know, we need love. We, there's a whole bunch of other, you know, probably varying necessities that we each need in our life. But we all do long for, for purpose. Um, we, we all want to be a contributor to something. Uh, and, and I think for me, you know, I'm not going to get too deep, too spiritual into this, but my purpose was found in me seeking out, like, why am I here? What's my purpose in this world? Um, and when I found out, Hey, I decided this is my purpose in the world. This is why I was created. Then it helped me to recognize my gifts and my vessel that I have to be able to go make an impact. And then that helped me to lead to finding my purpose. And then I realized, you know, gosh, I was spending 50% of my time in my purpose and 50% of the time stuff I didn't like, and we're all going to have to do some stuff we didn't like, but I was really intentional to say, how can I find some ways to get more time in my purpose? Because that was the most fulfilling thing for me. Andy Stanley has a really great quote. And um, I'll read it to you, and I'll read it slowly because it, it really is one that you have to process a little bit. Um, but he says, uh, it, he says, those who devote themselves to themselves will ultimately have nothing but themselves to show for themselves. And so think about that for a second. Those who devote themselves to themselves will ultimately have nothing but themselves to show for themselves. And so if we're chasing, you know, getting a conference championship or a state championship or whatever, a lot of times those are unfulfilling. But when our purpose is, is deeper, not chasing things, we're, we're chasing, you know, impacting lives, we're chasing 
um, putting people in the right direction. We're chasing being the person that steps in and intervenes in this person's life. We're stepping in being the mentor, the role model. A lot of times we find a lot of purpose in those type of things. And that's where you see so many people along the route, along the road, they, they end up, uh, fizzling out or finding finding frustration or wanting to change direction lead for god's sake that that's a um a really good book and uh it kind of goes down this this path that we're talking about here but a lot of times and i know many times i've seen coaches just kind of lose their 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 focus to to lose their why and it's because oftentimes they were chasing the things that were not the things that really had uh, equated to their purpose it, it really equated more to esteem or power or knowledge or sometimes you see people chasing money or whatever it is they're chasing but what they haven't found is a purpose and whenever you find somebody that has found their purpose it's a game changer I mean, if you were to just to stop for a second and just pause and say what people do i know in my life that have found their purpose like there's just no doubt they're on track i mean it could be the mother at home with their kids. It could be the teacher. It could be, I mean, I don't know what, it, you know, but we all have those people in our lives that were like, that's just what they were made to do. Like that's their, that's their purpose. Like that's, and, and you see that in them and we're all somewhat envious of that. When we see somebody that's like, gosh, they're just living the life that they're meant to live. And until we feel like we are, are pursuing, and that may not always be there, but at least we're pursuing that type of life, the one that is completely on purpose, we're, we're going to feel a little bit unfulfilled um, when we're out of that line, when we're not chasing it or we're not at least headed in that direction. Um, and so, you know, I think that uh, as you evaluate that and you think about um, what does it mean? And sometimes along the way, you know, your purpose, you could play a lot of different roles in your purpose. I mean, sometimes you got to dig the hole sometimes you're the well sometimes you're the water you know there's just a whole bunch of ways that you can find yourself on purpose it doesn't always have to be the same thing um, but it's usually all pulling and headed in the same direction so yeah that's my challenge for you is to stop for a second evaluate all the people that you know and that you admire that seem to be on purpose um, they found a purpose they're on task of that purpose and what is it? And I would challenge you to go talk to those people. How did you find it? How do you stay on purpose? And how do you stay in purpose? Um, and 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 I would I would seek out people with that that have found that because there's something inside of you and something inside of me and something inside of all of us that longs for purpose in this world. And and you know there's a whole other story and there's a whole other chapter behind that. Like you know how do you stay on purpose when adversity or challenge or compromise comes? Um, the first step is to finding that purpose. And I think you're going to have much more productive days, definitely more fulfilling days when you're able to recognize, Hey, you know, this is, um, this is the purpose and, and, uh, this is why I'm here and this is the direction I'm headed in. I think you'll be just a happier coach. I know for me, uh, when I felt a little bit unfulfilled, when I was just searching or seeking the wrong things, but when I realized, gosh, here's what I'm really here for. Here's my real purpose in coaching. Um, then I felt really filled. doesn't mean I don't have I down days. We lose. I'm, I'm down or something doesn't go our way. I'm down. I mean, everybody has that, 
but it's easy to get back on track because I know my purpose. And uh, I'm hoping for each one of you to find your purpose if you haven't already found that purpose. Um, and then if you have found that purpose, how to stay on track. And we'll dive into that in some later episodes. But let's take a quick halftime break and let's just get a word, a communication tip of the day for, over from our friends at Team Snap. Coaches, we want our teams communicating at the highest level possible. We talked about night communication. The N stands for names. I is for information. And T is tone. You've got to give the right tone. If there's something that I need Adam to do and it's urgent, he needs to hear the tone of my voice. Adam, box out. If I say, Adam, box out, he's not going to get it. He needs to hear the urgency in my voice. Tone is key make sure your players are using proper tone if you want your team to operate more smoothly communication where they need to be at practice what meetings they need to be at and what messages you want them to hear go check out our friends at teamsnap.com forward slash pgc teamsnap.com forward slash pgc for a four-month free trial to get your team communicating and more organized than they've ever been Okay, coaches, let's dive into part two. So we've talked about finding your purpose and, and being able to get back on purpose and living in person. And you're just going to be a more productive and better coach if you're in your purpose. And to be honest with you, if you're a coach and you stop to think for a second, and you're like, what's my purpose? How do I stay on purpose? And you realize, gosh, you know, maybe I'm not meant to be a coach. Like I just do this because X, Y, or Z. That's okay, too, because the things that you discover that make you recognize that you're not on purpose – are going to help you find your purpose. So whether you discover it's I'm on purpose or this puts me off track to be on purpose, um, then then you know I, this is what I need to do and this is what I need to, a change of direction. Some of you may hear this and say, I do need a change of direction. I don't find a lot of purpose in, in what I'm doing, and I think that's, that's okay as well. So um, the second part of that is that we want to talk about, you know, getting clarity in your purpose. So, there's one thing to say, like, I'm, I'm meant to be a basketball coach or I'm meant to be a teacher or whatever it is that, you know, your purpose is here. And, and oftentimes we have multiple purposes. You know, I think, you know, I have uh, I find purpose in being a great husband. I find purpose in being a good father. I find uh, purpose in coaching. So we might have multiple things that we find purpose in. But if I'm able to go coach every day, then go spend time with my wife, spend time with my children, invest in my children. Like I'm on purpose. And the more I'm on purpose, Hey, the, the better I feel. And so hopefully you can get on purpose as many things in your life as possible. But once you do find purpose, I think the next thing to that is making sure that you get really good clarity. Um, I heard a quote, I think it's from Molly Fletcher. Uh, clarity on purpose allows you to be fearless. Let me say that again. Really powerful. Clarity on purpose will allow you to be fearless. And that's a really good quote that I heard. I think Molly Fletcher was doing a leader cast one time. And I thought, man, when I know my purpose and I have clarity of mission, I do feel fearless. And you think about that. I mean, for people, I mean, that's just in coaching. But think about people. Um, you know, that, that, that went off to war and fought for our country. And, you know, they say, hey, my purpose is to defend our country. And, um, you know, I have clarity of my role in that. And here we go. You know, not to, not to say that they didn't ever, you know, second guess or have any doubts or whatever, but there's a lot of times when it helped them to lean into their fear or to be fearless because they have clarity of purpose. And I know that rang true in my life. And we all have these moments of clarity. You hear about somebody 
um, you know, that got in a car accident or maybe they had cancer or maybe things. And it helps them to bring their clarity uh, of purpose back in to focus. I know that's happened to me. I know that like when I lost my dad, I, I was able to refocus and get clarity because it's one of those moments that just makes you realize life is feuding. Life is quick. And, and, uh, and I need to be on purpose and, 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 and focused on um, that particular. And I'm sure many of you have had that. I have the chance to, you know, talk to Don Meyer toward, a lot towards the end of his life. And absolutely, his car accident was one that gave him an even greater sense of clarity and purpose. But um, there's a lot of times in life when we have to just lean into fear. You know, like we just got to go for it. But it's a lot harder to lean into fear when you're not sure. You know, I'm not really sure this is my purpose. And I'm not really sure even if this is my purpose, like clear, like what my role is in it. If you're lacking those two things, you're going to have a much harder time leaning in to fear. And if if we let the if we don't lean into fear, then it's going to overtake us and we're not going to be able to accomplish nearly as much um, from our from that comes from our purpose because we're not going to be able to overcome um, that fear. Uh, so, you know, I think it's really important when you think about managing your own energy, um, managing your your clarity of, of, of your purpose. Because when I think about managing my energy, the more energy I have, the more brain space, the more heart space, whatever, the easier for me it is to lock into the main thing. And you've heard me say it a thousand times, keep the main thing the main thing. And that's what people who are on purpose with clarity do. They keep the main thing, the main thing. And so, um, coaches, I hope that uh, you enjoyed um, these four parts, and I hope that uh, there's some tangible takeaways for you. But I just want to spend the last couple of minutes just summing all of these up into one. And you know, to be the most productive coach that you could possibly be, you know, we talked about the, the, that there's probably some stories you're telling yourself. Like, you know, I, I don't have, I don't have time to eat well. That's a story that I tell myself. I got a divorce. I have time to eat well, you know, and I just don't, I just don't handle that properly. And I need to get that, or I don't have the right amount of talent, or I don't have the, like, those are the stories that we have to divorce. And what stories are we telling ourselves that are positive? We need to make sure we cling to those, not the ones that are divisive or the ones that are taken away. We got to get up and we just got to make our bed. No paralysis by analysis. We just got to step in, lean into and get a job done. And when we get that one job done, it'll lead to number two, three, being a little bit more vulnerable in our roles. Like, you know, I think coaches, people expect coaches to have all the answers. Well, I can tell you, I mean, I've been coaching for almost two decades now and I'm far from having all of the answers. And I think really the only thing that's gotten me in trouble is pretending like I have all of the answers. So we got to make sure we have a little bit of vulnerability. Talked about swallowing the frog. Talked about that a little bit in this episode, just lean into your fear as well. Um, but just getting over, having the hard conversation, talked about courageous conversations. When you can break through those, you can get to a new place. Uh, part three, we really talked about focusing on yourself in two different ways, filling up your cup um, and making sure, um, you know, that uh, you are giving the best version of yourself um, for other people. And the next thing um, is making sure that you're dreaming, taking time to dream and to think big. Um, that's really important. And finally, the last one uh, is making sure that you find your purpose and stay on purpose and then get clarity of that purpose. And when you do that, um, you know, that's really, really crucial um, it, because when you have that clarity of purpose and you know where you're headed, 
Um, you might not always get it right, but you're going to be on a mission and you're going to make a big impact. So all of these things probably will lead to that, either working from the top down or from the bottom up. Um, but coach, I hope that helped a little bit. You know, I know you probably have a lot of your own things that have helped you. And I'd love to hear those on social media, um, at coach TJ Rosine at hardwood underscore hustle. Like what things are really making a big impact, um, in your life and have allowed you and freed you up to be the absolute best coach that you can be. I can't wait to hear some of those until next time. I'm TJ. This is the hardwood hustle. Thanks again for being a listener and journeying with us. Really appreciate each and every one of you.